Welcome to the MBA Jam Podcast with your host, Avinash Bajaj. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the MBA Jam. Today we have a very special guest on the show. I say special because this guest is not only someone who is very successful, but is also a very close family member. Today's guest is Vidisa, who has completed her MBA from Indian School of Business, ISP, in 2013 and has largely worked in management, strategy, product development and design across both large and small firms. Vidisa, welcome to the show. Thanks, Avinash. Uh, Happy to be here and happy to be part of your podcast series. It's an (laughs) honor. (laughs) I'll be honest about that. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks a lot. So just to give you guys an introduction, um, Vidisa is uh, married to my wife's brother. (laughs) <laughs> and that makes a really close family member. Uh, we we recently um, visited her house uh, for dinner, which was quite amazing. And the discussion of the podcast came up, and she's really volunteered to come on the show. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we couldn't play any of our board games, but yeah, maybe <laughs> next time. Yeah, absolutely. We we guys love board games. Uh, yeah, we definitely would be a good opportunity to come back. Good excuse to come back as well. <laughs> So, Vidisa, I mean, uh, I, I gave a very brief introduction about what you do and what you've done. Um, do you just want to elaborate a little bit more on that? Uh, sure. So, uh, I, uh, like you said, I've done my MBA from the Indian School of Business in Hyderabad. And uh, before that, I, I, I'm, I'm an engineer by education. So, I did my engineering in Bombay, um, worked for a few years in a strategy in corporate strategy with a large conglomerate, Indian conglomerate, and then moved to KPMG uh, in a consulting role over there. Uh, and that's when I think the MBA bug bit me and I kind of applied to ISP, got through. And uh, after that, I've kind of uh, been in a bunch of roles, like you said, again, in large and small firms. I've worked with the Tata Group in uh, business development and strategy and product development. Uh, work with a small startup, a healthcare uh, technology startup, which uh, again was just because it's a startup, you kind of get to do a little bit of everything. So there it was business development, analytics, strategy formation, strategy, strategy execution. Uh, and now uh, I think I've, I, th- I think it's probably one of the more interesting phases in my life. Uh, I've kind of I'm working with a design studio. Uh, it's uh, it, it's a it's a consulting firm which does uh, design research and strategy, uh, kind of on the lines of an IDO or a frog design, and uh, I'm doing a six month fellowship with them. So uh, that's that's what I'm in the middle of right now. Great. So that's really interesting how you moved around um, different kind of roles. Was that a conscious move, or you just happened to stumble across different interest levels? Uh, so yes, there is. Uh, at least I seem to think that there was a, a reason behind each of my moves, and there is a. Uh, again, I seem to think this is slightly more clear path, at least in my head. Uh, for instance, uh, when I got out of engineering, I was clear that I didn't want to do uh, technical, uh, get into a, little, uh, a technical role or a software coding role, which was uh, what everybody, I think, almost ninety nine percent of my. Uh, peers at engineering school were kind of getting into those those sort of companies like an Infosys, a Wipro, a Tata Consulting Services. Uh, but that was something that I was kind of adamant about not getting into. So I kind of looked out for a corporate strategy. I mean, uh, strategy was uh, was a kind of a cool new buzzword at that time. So um, 
I kind of thought, okay, let me, and this kind of, this opportunity kind of came my way. So I got into that. And then after that, I thought, okay, it's, this is a little more restrictive in terms of just one company. And that's when I heard about consulting, which again has areas of strategy, but it kind of exposes to, exposes you to a, a, a lot more variety in terms of sectors, in terms of functions, in terms of other skill sets. So that's when I kind of moved to a consulting firm. And I think, uh, at KPMG is where I realized that in terms of skill sets uh, to progress, uh, I mean, progress in your career. And even just because of the Indian mindset of an MBA uh, and how important it is actually here from a career progression path. So it's not just the skill set that you kind of need, you, you see yourself missing, but also from just kind of getting to that next step of from analyst to uh, maybe a uh, assistant manager or a uh, kind of a more senior role, uh, you did require an MBA to kind of get there. So that's when I started thinking about, hey, what are my options for uh, doing my doing an MBA? And although uh, just kind of go back a little bit, uh, in my last year of engineering, I just because again of my peer group, everybody was kind of writing the common admission test, which is the test that you require to get into the uh, Indian uh, Institute of Management. Uh, schools in IMs, India, yeah, yeah, the IMs and uh, and a few other schools as well. So it was kind of like a follow the herd, write the cat, uh, apply to every single other B school that is in India. Uh, so I did kind of do that as well, and I did actually get into a few schools. I got into a few of the. I mean, I did get a decent score in, and I got into a few of the IIMs. But uh, I, I think I kind of said no. I don't want to do this. Uh, after I think uh, after getting getting through uh, getting through the uh, entrance tests uh, and just kind of took a step back purely because I, I wasn't sure about what I wanted to do my, do with my life. It was more of a okay, hey, everybody is doing the MBA. Let me just do it as well, even though I had no idea how I'm gonna what I'm gonna do after that. And uh, I just thought, okay, uh, this is probably not the best approach. Why don't I work for a few years? maybe get a little more clarity in my head, maybe experiment with a few roles, with a few jobs, and then apply. So that's exactly what I kind of tried to do um, before I got into KPMG. And at KPMG, I, at least uh, I had a little more clarity on what was out there, what kind of roles there were. I had a great peer group from IIMs at the KPMG, at KPMG. Um, so I could kind of talk to them, get their views. And uh, because of all of this, uh, and because I already had around three years of work experience uh, at that point of time, um, I started narrowing down my options to one-year B-school programs. Mm -hmm. And uh, because just because I thought, hey, I mean, I don't, I probably don't want to spend two years at business school. I want to kind of try and get back to working as soon as possible. Um, maybe just an age factor, and also. Um, in terms of again peer group etc uh, that's something that i wanted to kind of just uh, figure out so while uh, sorry uh, I, I i'm i'm kind of going all over the place no here, no so this is perfect go on okay great <laughs> so uh, so yeah so when i uh, was trying to kind of figure out which b school should i be doing uh, which b school should i be looking at um, and since i kind of figured that hey i want to probably do a one year b school a one year one year school kind of uh, learning program um, it kind of narrowed down my options a lot, at least in India. I think ISB was one of the only ones at that time which did offer a one-year B-School program. And I think it 
uh, even now it probably is the only one besides the executive programs that you get at the IIMs. Um, and uh, besides that, of course, there was INSEAD, which I also did consider very keenly. Mm-hmm. And I actually did apply to INSEAD as well. And I got through this. I, I did get through the uh, shortlisting round, but I never ended up going for the interview. Um, I think I didn't end up doing that again because um, the economics of going abroad, studying in INSEAD mm-hmm. uh, kind of came into, the, came into the picture. And I wasn't wholly sure whether I wanted to um, kind of work abroad recover maybe my MBA costs, etc., and then come here. Uh, family meant a lot to me, so I, I just wanted to be somewhere where I was closer to home. Um, so yeah, so that kind of brought it down to ISB. So ISB was the one college that I had to kind of uh, give everything for and just kind of make sure that I was doing it right with the applications and doing it right with the essay. And uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I kind of uh, worked on it at that point of time. Interesting, interesting. It's yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. I mean, talking about IAMs, just just to throw out a fun fact, um, Vidisa's husband Bharat is yeah. an IAMA graduate. Um, so they are like the power MBA couple. <laughs> <laughs> Bharat will come on the show at some point of time later, but just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, in in terms of the um, you know the journey, it's, 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 it sounds quite resonates quite similar to what uh, I had gone through myself. So even I made a conscious decision to just look for a one year um, uh, MBA. The, the only difference is yes, I tried writing CAT as well, and I scored pretty terribly um, and I decided forget it I, I don't have the patience to <laughs> to try again I was rather um, hell-bent on getting to work and then as soon as I started work I figured I wanted to do MBA and I knew that at that point of time even age was a consideration for me so I was like I don't think I, I want to invest two years of my life I mean that's why I was considering US to go for two years on the other hand uh, most colleges in, in Europe uh, like right. India you mentioned and Imperial where I ended up going they were quite right. one year yeah <laughs> so yeah it's very it's very interesting yeah so after you get into work I guess it does give you a certain different perspective of doing it. You're right. After I... It does. It definitely does. And I would, um, I mean, I would, I think I would recommend going that route in terms of just going out there after, um, grad- after you graduate and just kind of seeing what the, what kind of jobs that are out there or even maybe starting your own. Um, I think mm. even entrepreneurship is great. Even if you do it before an MBA yep. uh, is, Something that you can kind of, uh, so for instance, um, we had a lot of guys at ISB who were entrepreneurs, a lot of them who had kind of sold their companies and come to school and um, a lot of them who had failed in their companies and come to school and they were just kind of there because they knew that there were certain areas that they could have maybe touched on or kind of done a lot better, especially I think finance and accounts, that's something that a lot of these guys seem to lack the the technical or the academic uh, kind of connection with knowing, okay, hey, I'm in this situation. What should I be kind of doing right now with respect mm. to, um, I mean, uh, the finances, financial part of it or the accounting part of it or even organizational behavior or um, there is a lot that they kind of figure on the, on the go as do all entrepreneurs. But... Uh, they all seem to think that the MBA could kind of offer them a lot more in terms of direction or just kind of fill in the gaps that they seem to feel. So, yeah, I, I always think it's great if, I mean, uh, an, an MBA is very useful if 
you've kind of worked a little bit before getting in or you kind of just done your own thing and then you kind of realize that a lot of people of course don't do it either but um i can definitely see it helping um if you have if you are an entrepreneur as well yeah absolutely no great great point um and and talking with you touched upon the concept of failure i think that's also an aspect that uh, is undergoing some kind of shift i i hope in india because if you look at oh you know, definitely yeah. yeah definitely it's it's looked on it's looked upon a lot uh, i mean with this with a kinder eye right now yeah <laughs> i mean i at one one point of time you know how it has it's been exactly. right? hey you're either an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer yeah. from that it's kind of gone into okay <laughs> uh you arts is fine design is fine etc etc and now i mean it's great the whole i, I guess that uh at some point at, i mean full credit to the startup ecosystem mm-hmm. and um the vcs kind of coming in and uh, a lot of money that way of course um that kind of did give a lot of people the courage to start on their own and there have been a lot of i mean um a lot of people have failed etc but i think people are just kind of appreciating that a lot more now so it's okay and that that experience is actually valued so much more than it was previously so Yeah. yeah that's 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 great. Absolutely no absolutely I completely agree. Um because if you, if you look at traditionally you know India um, as as a culture has not been averse towards starting businesses. Um if you if you look at when businesses have gone back it's gone back years and years even before right. entrepreneurship yeah. was a concept in yeah, in other countries. Um um so I think right now india is trying to find its own way of defining entrepreneurship as opposed to just copying or or following uh other models which which also makes it quite interesting i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true i mean becoming an entrepreneur now is cool so i think yeah. that's that kind of helped the cause as well so yeah <laughs> entrepreneur i mean and being in bangalore i think every single couple i know has one of the two being an entrepreneur i mean who, who is an entrepreneur so Yeah so it's it's a good trend it's a good move i think uh, i mean it's been it's great for the ecosystem as well exactly so, uh, from my class of my from my class of isb um we probably like i said there were maybe just a handful of people who were entrepreneurs before they kind of came in uh, with a lot of years experience go into isb um when we graduated we had around i think 5% of the batch 5 to 10 7% of the batch who actually went on to start their own things and that's that's a huge number of people so uh, i think our batch was batch strength was around 700 so hmm. it's around yeah around 40 30 30 to 40 people which was actually uh kind of unheard for for the again for the mba system hmm. in india because everybody is doing an mba to get a job so for them as soon as they from from day one your only motivation is how do i get that great consulting job or how do i get that great technology job so um the fact that there were entrepreneurs also was was is is an encouraging sign yeah absolutely no i i i love those those numbers because yeah. you know over over the years there's been a lot of um discussion and debate and and a clash in thoughts between mba and entrepreneurship you know a lot of a lot of people say if you're an mba probably you're not fit enough to work in a startup or you're not fit enough because either your mindset is very large corporate or right. or, <laughs> or or you know you have or you have a big 
debt and a student loan, which is actually a fact <laughs> uh, yeah, for most true. of the people, and they end up being in, in corporate just to pay that off. So it's 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 a very um, uh, motivating um, you know point that you mentioned that now there is a there is a larger proportion of of MBAs going on to creating their own businesses, which is encouraging. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The risk taking ability is definitely kind of coming back. So Good. yeah, that's. That's always great. <laughs> great, great, absolutely good. So, so the previous points you touched upon of moving across roles. Just one question I had. So, um, sure. what kind of skills have you been able to carry forward and transition between the roles, and 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 how much of it is you know something that you had to keep keep learning on the go? Um. So, do you mean with respect to like post MBA and pre MBA, or just in general? Um, across through, I think in general, and and okay. yeah, if if it's if it's market if if it's changed quite radically between pre and post MBA, then yeah, even that'll be good to to sure. explore. Um, so I think um, what I have probably um, learned the most in the last few years. Again, this kind of this could have happened. Uh, I mean, regardless of the MBA, but uh, just because of my roles previously, where I was a little more junior, mm-hmm. I didn't really have a team reporting to me. Uh, it was more of uh, I a, a lot of times I had I wasn't even part of a team. It was just me kind of doing a singular role just with cross-functional kind of work. Um, so, but in the last few years, after kind of moving on to a managerial position, it's just the whole team dynamics that comes in, people management that comes in, and I think that's uh, the learning that I have got from that has just been phenomenal. So, and especially I think from uh, I, I've been in a sales role. Uh, I think in the last two years when was when I was kind of thrown to the deep end and put in a sales role which had like uh, crazy targets to meet every every month. Uh, people had to be fired based on performance. People had to be hired, and uh, I think that's where I've kind of got um, that's something that I didn't have exposure to previously. And I had a kind of, uh, st- and I, I, I think of myself as slightly more introverted. Mm-hmm. So for me to kind of be the person who has to lead a team, get them to meet targets, push them constantly, uh, keep them motivated, make sure that there's no negative energy, keep it really positive. Um, and I think I think that's the most important thing, right? You need to kind of have a very positive yeah. uh, environment around you with the people working around you. That's something that I kind of, found the most challenging and have learned the most from. Um, and I, I think that's kind of held me in good stead even today. Just the whole people management skills. That That's something that I think, I mean, even an MBA degree would probably, uh, although of course they have organizational behavior and all those kind of courses, but this is not something you would kind of ever learn until you really do it yeah. in a certain company or you have like hands-on experience doing it, right? So yeah, I think that's that's one thing that I've kind of, uh, had to kind of uh, learn and just progress with in the past few past few roles that I've played. Nice, great, 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 great. So, uh, what's next for you? Where where are you going towards? Um. So yeah, I uh, so I've had a slightly uh, windy career path, like like I've kind of mentioned. Uh, it's mostly been a mix of consulting, strategy roles in large corporates, um, startups. And um, now I've kind of consciously been looking at uh, like a product management role or a product uh, or more of a design centric role. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always had an interest in design. It's 
just something that I've never kind of worked on professionally. It was more of me going with the herd and taking a great job, just taking a great role, like a seemingly good role, but not really thinking too much about it. Um, that's something that I think uh, no one should, I mean, everybody should very keenly think about matching their likes to the role that they're going to be kind of, that they are looking to apply for or they're looking to work in post an MBA. Um, just because it's going to consume so much of your day, right? So you'd rather do something that you like than True. do something that you absolutely don't like, but you're getting a lot of money for. I don't think that's going to get you the kind of satisfaction that uh, you think you'd get, even if it's a great, like it's a fat paycheck that you're getting every month. Um, so yeah, that that's what I'm kind of focusing on right now. Just try and work towards a more design-oriented role, whether it be product management or it be just continuing to work with the design research and strategy firm that I'm working on right now. I've kind of kept it open-ended. Um, so it's purely exploratory right now. I'm really enjoying the work uh, that I'm doing. Uh, it's a very uh, niche uh, kind of practice in India. I mean, I think globally, IDEO, Frog, um, a lot of these other kind of design research, design innovation firms are doing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, but in India, it's not, it's still kind of very nascent. Um, not too many people know about the concept of human-centered design or design thinking. And uh, this this firm has been kind of doing it for the last 10 years. So they're a good place to be. And yeah, so uh, so let's see how it goes. Great, great. So from your perspective, what, what do you find the most you know, difference between what you were doing and what you're doing now? So, so, so for example, um, does being in design... Um, allow you to be a little more hands-on as opposed to what strategy was allowing you to be as as from a very high level point of view or what, what are your views on that um yeah so when i was at kpmg for instance just purely because of the nature of the work it was strategy consulting so it's you don't really you're not really part of the implementation process yeah. and a lot of that satisfaction of seeing something being implemented is not there uh, I think that's what I uh, felt was lacking and hence I kind of joined a corporate after the MBA and didn't kind of uh, join the consulting rat race. And ISB is known to be a great school for consulting consulting roles. Um, most of the, the top three firms like McKinsey, BCG, Bain, they all kind of come and recruit. So um, uh, it's, uh, but yeah, I, I kind of wanted to steer clear of that. So mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I um, you're right. Design does kind of give me a lot more hands-on uh, feeling, uh, especially now there is a lot of, just because of the nature of human-centered design, there is a lot of focus on users. There is a lot of user research, field interviews, uh, us kind of going out there, talking to people. Otherwise, it was me sitting in a cushy office, just making presentations. Uh, so yeah, that, that way there's a world of a difference. So it, it's uh yeah it's a lot more tiring of course yeah. <laughs> but i think it is yeah it is definitely more satisfactory so and um i, I think unless you don't learn the nuts and bolts of a certain business or of how your user or your customer or your client kind of feels um you really cannot justify kind of designing a service for them or designing a strategy for them so yeah exactly yeah absolutely and and probably i'm a little biased in this view but but i guess now it gives you um, you know 
more opportunity to understand what makes people take what it doesn't make them take you know what's the kind of feedback they come back with when you show them yeah. something as opposed to you making assumptions um like like when you're making a board level presentation or something obviously you're not that close to the actual market you don't have that you don't have the kind of feelings and senses as you might have now i guess <laughs> yeah yeah totally totally of course yeah like you said as a product manager you know i mean you know what it means right to be like looking at the consumer looking after the consumer's needs everything he kind of wants so yeah, <laughs> yeah that i mean that's how at least uh that's the kind of work that i've been doing right now and um, yeah i mean i, I think uh, i i do see a few strategy firms kind of changing their methodologies to be more user centric but it's not really happened Uh, on a very large scale at least in the indian markets yet so yeah true true so so all of these um, you know these the discoveries that you've gotten about yourself in the last few years um oh. what kind of role has um MBA played in in this kind of discoveries both from a tangible as well as non tangible that means because because in the past when i've spoken to guests some of them have said um that the general curriculum and the general classes itself has helped them form their decision making on the other hand some of them have had a view that being surrounded by the kind of people have had a larger impact than the actual curriculum what what's your view on that So I would also agree with the latter. Um I definitely think one of my key takeaways from ISP especially because it was a one year program right mm-hmm. so and there's only so much you can do when you just have one year we had eight terms we had four subjects in each term we had one midterm and we had one final exam in per month so it was crazy it was ex- extremely hectic and each subject that you were doing was just kind of very uh, superficially touched upon um so there was not really in terms of i would say learning but of course uh the good part was that uh by just kind of getting a superficial or a basic overview of these subjects you could later choose to go a lot deeper reach out to professors we had excellent faculty at isb we had some of the best um faculty coming from london business school from wharton from harvard from columbia from nyu stern so all these guys were accessible to us and um i mean they were all kind of there for us etc so but um besides all of this i think my peer group because we had such a large batch we had around 500 people we were and just in terms of diversity uh, it uh, usually at b schools in india you will find a huge percentage of engineers i think almost mm-hmm. 90% will be engineering and then out of the 90% another 90% will be boys And yeah, so the, I mean, so good for the girls, but yeah, it just it very <laughs> stayed that way. But at ISB, it was um, they had a great mix of various backgrounds. There you had chartered accountants, you had arts, arts guys, you had economic majors, you had sports people, you had army folk. Um, so I think this is fairly unique in that in that sense, and hence builds a great network for you. and uh, just because i mean that was my first exposure to people from so many different fields so many different colleges from iits from uh, colleges abroad so um and i think just this network that i kind of came out with from isb has helped me a lot uh, just in kind of 
uh, even making career decisions just because of okay talking to a few of them or figuring what they are doing and um, kind of okay maybe taking lessons away from that uh, i think that's helped me a lot yeah yeah i i, I get that it's, it's really good to, to see isp doing that because because i think in the international schools by nature you will obviously have a diverse group of people applying so they don't have to work too hard but i right. i guess isp does a really good job at you know having making a conscious effort and right. having a diverse group and and skill sets because otherwise right. otherwise there'll be group thinking you know you'll all end up thinking exactly the same way which is exactly. not probably beneficial later on exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> good good no absolutely that's great so okay what what about your time at ISB you know per se during that one year are there are there any key learnings that you wish you knew before you got into MBA any regrets or key learnings um so i kind of again this is maybe specific to a one year program mm-hmm. um i kind of wish that i was a little more clear about what i wanted uh to get into post mba because i kind of believe that there wasn't that much time for discovery uh during the course of the year um a lot of people kind of at least in india get into b school saying uh we'll figure it out i mean we have enough time we'll figure if we want to do marketing or finance or consulting or we'll just do whatever that the others are doing or uh, not too many people really give it that much thought but i think for a one year program you need to be clear about at least from isb just because there's so many things going on over there uh, you need to know what your what you want to do just at least sectorally or functionally post uh, post the b school uh, thing so and or even if i was maybe a little more aware of just general careers out there um it or kind of done my homework on that for instance there was uh, the ex head of ido ido was in india for two years mm. uh, but they kind of sh- yeah they kind of shut shop a few years ago and um the ex business development head of ido used to actually sit out of isb so mm. uh, and if i'd kind of just reached out to him i could have maybe joined the design uh, human center design uh, sector a lot earlier yeah but uh, but just because of general ignorance i think uh, that kind of didn't that didn't happen at that time so i think it's 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 good to uh, just do your homework uh, talk to as many people as you can constantly don't leave it for the last 3 4 months of the year because that's when you're kind of just going to get pushed into a, a ra- it's like a race for the best kind of jobs so the for the best few jobs so um i think that that would have helped me a lot more yeah it's a good point yeah but otherwise there's yeah. no regrets <laughs> great i mean i mean that's a really good point because that's been a recurring theme you know among among the other people i've spoken to as well and i think in a one year mba it becomes even more important because i've done one year mba you've done one year mba i i've had right. someone in the past who's done one year mba at oxford so it's it's been very similar recurring themes and it's really tricky because um when i got admission into mba i was probably too overjoyed that even if someone said hey you need to plan your career before you get in i would be like what are you talking about i have a whole year to do that <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those things that you only do when you look back and sometimes i wish that the institutions would do a better job at prepping us <laughs> for these so kind true. of insights <laughs> that is so true because um i mean i remember 
the the whole placement talks and all of that it start or the companies kind of coming to campus they started maybe 6 to 7 months into the uh, into the year and yeah. it used to be crazy there would be like 400 people 500 people going in for like every single company in like these uh, classrooms which could barely hold more than 80 people so it was and everybody was just in a tearing rush to just apply without thinking for any firm that was coming i mean if you even if you were not a finance guy you would still apply to the banks or even if you were not a marketing yeah. person you would still apply thing but a lot of that could have just been avoided like a lot of that confusion and general anxiety could have been avoided <laughs> if you just a little clearer and just done our homework a little more so exactly, yeah exactly exactly and i think mm-hmm. if the if the college had kind of just had a few more orientation programs on career planning uh in maybe the first term or the second term that would have definitely helped the cause Yeah and and maybe even the college can you know make a better job at you know pairing up the people who are going to come in with some alumni um so that at least there is more or less a formal setting between prospectives and the alumni so that even if the college doesn't have the capacity and the bandwidth to prep everyone coming in even if they're able to pair with alumni then at least you gain a lot by listening to people who have like, for example if you had to go back and give uh, a, a small talk to in your college then what you will say will probably have a massive impact on the future of those people over there right right now. <laughs> right right that's true and uh, although i mean um, isb did actually organize a few of these mm. but they again happened much later towards the end of the year so uh, it was kind of maybe in the middle of placements or just before placements so ah, we were already kind of in the in the race so nobody was really kind of listening to <laughs> what they said exactly true and i think i think in, in at least isp had had looked like it was better than what we had in our case it was even more chaotic um because our course started in september and it turns out that a lot of consulting firms have deadlines of november so oh, wow we were like Well, we just started, and now you're telling us that we have to suddenly, you know, apply by November for the next batch. Otherwise, none of us will be considered for a consulting job. Oh my god! <laughs> so it was even more amplified, and that was kind of ridiculous to to begin with. I think, and that's why I think that's just my personal opinion. I think the institutions do such a good job at getting you in, and once you're in. I think they can do much better at at making sure that's that true. what happens after that is also worthwhile. <laughs> that is true. That's so true. Yeah, good, good. And anyway, especially uh, one more thing would probably be for I mean, a lot of guys also do an MBA just to switch roles, right, or switch career paths. I mean, yeah. you were an engineer before, or you were in development. Yeah. You were in development before. You want to become product manager, or you want to get into marketing, or you were in finance before and you want to get into strategy consulting. So. a lot of that as well but i mean um even for that i think the institute can kind of help with just guiding um um maybe guiding us on just okay what how do you kind of go about correct uh, a career change how do you kind of go about forming your resume for that of course they had a lot of guidance on this again towards the end of the year but maybe early on is when uh, it would have just made it a lot more smooth so Yeah, I agree absolutely, with that as well. Absolutely, absolutely, and and I think in our case it 
probably it's it's better because at least we had some experience before we came in, so there was little more maturity in making decisions. Um, I think this topic becomes even more important when people go right after graduation because they don't have any exposure of work, so probably right. the decision making becomes even more critical. <laughs> right, that's true. that's very true. Although for ISP, um, it, uh, this is definitely true at the IIMs and other uh, institutes in India. ISP, they actually did have a criteria for at least two years of work experience before you apply. So um, in that way, it was uh, a good mix of people who have always, who I mean, all of them had kind of worked in some capacity before coming to B school. But yeah, I think the confusion was still there with most of us. Absolutely, absolutely. Great. Anyway, that was a little bit of my ranting over there. <laughs> um, I mean, just, just a few more points, you know, I just want to close off on that. So if you had to pick like top three career tips for those considering to study MBA, what, what would they be? Um, so, like I said, be, do your homework on what kind of roles are out there in the market. Um, what your interests are, what your interests would be most aligned with. Um, make a laundry list of that and just keep it with you so that you can kind of, it can kind of guide you through your MBA process uh, and uh, to the various co- the companies, career paths that you would be exposed to during that MBA. Um, second would be uh, just kind of, this is more from an application point of view, mm-hmm. applying to the MBA and all of that. Um, make sure that um, I think recommendations are super important. Um, having good recommendations from senior folk at your organization is something that um, you should kind of, uh, I mean, besides the recommendation, just having good relations with senior folk at your organization or your peers, your managers is always very helpful. Um, one, for the recommendations. Uh, two, to just kind of get back in touch with after an MBA if you ever want to kind of move back uh, in a more senior position. Um, And just three, just to kind of be in touch with for general advice, right, on Mm -hmm. because you will have a lot of senior guys there who have kind of maybe done an MBA. And um, so, yeah, I think think that's another uh, second career tip that I would have. Um, Third, again, would be um, just in terms of... um, so oh, this again is more from the application, uh, maybe point of view. So should I kind of keep this specific to ISB or just? No, no, no. Just general also is great. Okay, <laughs> cool. So um, from a general uh, maybe point of view, uh, yeah. So recommendations, uh, just kind of keeping good relations, being clear about what you want to do, and uh, yeah, just. Study hard for your entrance exams. Practice, a lot of practice. I think it's all about that. It just, um, the more you practice with, I mean, the GMAT, for the CAT, for other admission tests, it's, uh, I think it, that kind of would hold you in good stead as well. So, because it's also a state of mind, you need to be really calm during these tests. A lot of people just panic or kind of have anxiety attacks. And I've seen a lot of like great candidates who, just kind of gave up at the last second or just during the exam and uh, it, that could have just been avoided if they had just done a little bit of preparation and just kind of practice a little more so I, I cannot stress enough how important practice is yeah 
I'm not sure if I answered your question, Avinash. I just kind of went into. No, no, no. Absolutely. About... Actually, actually, you just took my next question uh, out of the equation. Oh, sorry. Which was, <laughs> that was great. That was great. I mean, that was exactly what I was getting at. Top application tips. But yeah, you answered that perfectly. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Perfect. Uh, great. Uh, the last question: How can the audience find out more about you, and how can they get in touch with you? Um, so you could uh, find out more about me on my LinkedIn profile. Um, it's uh, LinkedIn.com slash IN slash Vidisha Hegde, V I D I S H E H E G D E. You could just email me at uh, vidisha.hegde37 at gmail.com and I'd be happy to help you in any way you want uh, with ISB or with any other kind of uh, uh, B school that you're, you uh, want to apply to, or even if it's just to kind of ask me about human centered design and design research. Perfect, perfect. All right, Vidisha, that's all I had uh, for today. Thanks a lot um, for coming on to the show and for passing us your knowledge. Thank you so much, Avinash, for having me. Like I said, it's an honor and uh, glad, I mean, hope to kind of catch up with you soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The MBA Jam. Now it's time for you to take action. Head over to the MBAJam.com to listen to more episodes and discover great resources.